name is Maisie Laud. I'm Tim Bridge. And welcome to the Marvelous Miss Maisie. Each week we watch one of the Marvel movies in order of cinematic release date from the Marvel comic universe and discuss our thoughts. I have never seen any of them. Tim has seen all of them and he will serve as a guardian of lost souls on this journey. Beautiful. Hello, Maisie. How are you? I'm great. You're doing great. That's I'm very good to hear. Great. We, we did it. We finished. This is the end of phase one of the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and it's our first big crossover event movie. I, I have this was like this was kind of my the I am a fan of these movies movie. I remember. I really liked it. Yeah, fuck yeah. I of yeah. course you did. I was watching this movie and I was just like, man, this is a good ass movie. This is just this is just bare bones, a good ass yeah. movie. They've uh, they've been getting better and better and I have some things I loved, I have some things I didn't love, and I also have a few uh hey, wait a minute moments. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that you you will continue to have those throughout the series. So, 2012, uh, The Avengers was released in the uh, across the across the world across the uh, universe took things by storm i saw this film at midnight oh this was this was a midnight release from back when that was a thing that doesn't seem fucking crazy to me frankly yeah wow but i saw this film at midnight on in times square i was in college it wow. it, had, it had come out and we me and my friends made like a big deal of just like let's get midnight tickets see the avengers in and it was score. it was great. I saw this movie. I want to say maybe four or five times in the theaters. Wow. It was really, uh, I yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just a good ass movie. They really they really can't really say much about it. I'm trying to think of a movie that I've seen three times in theaters. Oh oh, you know what I've seen three times in theaters is uh, James Cameron's Avatar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we're talking about a, a film series that has had a significant cultural impact and Avatar. Yeah. Can't wait for Avatar 2 coming out. Not It was supposed to come out, I think, two years ago and then yeah. three years ago and then last year and then this year and then two years from now. Anyways, Avatar 2. We can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. But dang, seeing it in uh, Times Square, that's pretty cool. I saw uh, Jurassic World at that theater in Hollywood that's like very fancy and... I'm fine with the, is it uh, is it the Chinese theater? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I've never been to Los Angeles, but yes, I've okay. heard of the Chinese theater. Uh, that does and, sound about right. Yeah, and then the director was there. It was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's from Vermont, Colin Trevorrow. Oh! The director of uh, <laughs> Jurassic World. And fun fact, Jurassic World, when it came out, it beat the Avengers opening weekend record. So, oh. uh a little connectivity. There's more connectivity, not just inside this universe, but within our universe, our normal uh, ass lives universe. Do you want to know the one thing I remember from seeing Jurassic World? Please. The, uh, the product placement for Mercedes-Benz trucks, mm -hmm. or like bus bus fans. That's all I remember about that movie. Jurassic World and, is pretty fa I think I think Mercedes-Benz would be very fucking happy to hear of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, compared to this movie where freaking Iron Man's driving Acura. Yeah, we're <laughs> well, okay, we'll dive into it. So, okay, the Avengers, uh, your expectations going into it. I mean, you, uh, this was the first movie that was really bluntly a crossover. We didn't really get too, too many new characters in this film, it really just presupposes it on we're not going to give you too much exposition. You've had five other movies to kind of get the gist of who these people are. So, let's go. Yeah, 
I didn't I didn't know much about the Avengers other than knowing it was kind of like a team group work project teamwork. And I <laughs> group thought that work project, yeah. I thought there was like maybe max three or four of them, but it also it feels like maybe there are seven. But then every other movie is like, oh yeah, he's also an Avenger, and they're an Avenger, and she's an Avenger, and Kobe Smolders is an Avenger. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll there'll be movies that are. There's a movie coming up uh, called Captain America: Civil War, and why is it called Captain America? It just has all the Avengers in it. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all right, let's talk about the plot. Uh, the Asgardian Loki encounters the other the leader of an extraterrestrial race known as the Chitauri. In exchange for receiving the Tesseract, a powerful energy source of unknown potential, the other promises Loki an army with which he can subjugate Earth. Pause, time out. Yes. I have things to say. Please. Loki, Loki is back and better than ever with his lovely manicured eyebrows and weird hair this time. <laughs> But something I don't really like about Loki is that I just don't know what he's fighting for. He's like such a middle child, like what? what he just like a privileged dude who just doesn't know what his superpower is. Yeah, just I don't know. Vague ideas of the throne I was promised, and yeah. you know his his familial. It's it's very. I mean, we got it through through Thor, his backstory here, and in this one, it's just like I just want to hurt people. It seems. Yeah. Loki gets a great. Loki is pretty famously the uh, character with the biggest character arc throughout all these movies. Oh. Uh, this is not the end of Loki by any means. There's literally a TV show called Loki that they released this year. So. How about the other? I mean, they they really jump into this movie. They just have uh, yeah. Wait, what's the yeah. difference between this other guy and the like the ice the ice team from Thor? The oh yeah, so that's totally different race. So that was a oh, this is just forgive a different... me because <laughs> they look you're, exactly alike. You're so you're you're Yoden. You're what is it? Yodenism is showing. Oh. My Jotunheim, your race, your racist against the the ice frost giants of Jotunheim. Uh, no, this is a totally different race of people. It's just, oh, okay. it's just generic aliens. I think in the comics, there, there was a lot of speculation when the movie was coming out whether they were going to be fighting the scrolls or the Chitauri or you know, there's just a bunch of different just armies of aliens uh, from the okay. comics. So this was just Sick. they plucked it and we're like, okay. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's given a big old spear to shoot people with and is sent to Earth to retrieve the Tesseract. Nick Fury, director of the espionage agency S.H.I.E.L.D., arrives at a remote research facility where physicist Dr. Eric Selvig is leading a team experimenting on the Tesseract. So we get the big S.H.I.E.L.D. opening. Maria Hill, Agent Maria Hill, uh, played by Colby Smulders, makes Random. her MCU debut in this in this film. She's kind of pointless in this movie. I feel like they were just like needed a vehicle for this is definitely one of the more convoluted episodes of How I Met Your Mother that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, How I Met Your Mother. I was a agent at Shield. <laughs> you ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? Kids, kids, I'm Bob Saget. And this <laughs> is the way that and the Chita when the Chitauri came for the Tesseract, I knew that your mother was beautiful. I don't know. If I fucking... <laughs> have three three kids in a full house. God. crossovers on crossovers 
The Tesseract suddenly activates and opens a wormhole, episode four, Thor, if you want to find out more about wormholes, uh, allowing Loki to reach Earth. Loki steals the Tesseract and uses his scepter to enslave Selvig and his other agents, including Clint Barton, a.k.a. Hawkeye, a.k.a. Jeremy Renner, to aid him. I, yeah, I had to actually like back up and, and watch a few parts of this movie again because of uh, Jeremy Renner and Chris Hemsworth. I was like, ooh. Dang, got a yeah. They it got up. they're they're showing their arms. They yeah, we got a lot of. Tr- there's some handsome men in this film. Okay, a also, lot of um, arms in this movie. Yeah, wormhole is uh the title of a porno I made five years ago. Um, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you, thank it's you, everybody. A, thank it you, is thank a you very much. cinematic masterpiece. Okay, so this. All right, let's talk about this staff because yeah. uh, it is like. One of my main things about this movie is that I really like the Earth Avengers, but the Avengers from different planets or areas and Loki, like it just really, it I it's I have a hard time suspending the disbelief there. He's got this staff that like, I just like remembering this movie. It reminds me of like Jafar in Aladdin when he's trying mm-hmm. to like mes, mem, mesmerize, hypnotize no, people, hypnotize yeah. the yeah. Sultan. I mean, a lot of people were a lot of people mesmerized by Loki as well. I think, oh yeah, you know, myself included. In <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah. So they get these crazy blue eyes, and they're like, "We will do anything you say, Master." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much. This the scepter is magical and will play a part in future films. It does have mind sort of altering powers. Okay, uh, as well as. Uh, just the generic ability to shoot fucking laser beams yeah. out of it at cars and it blows up cars and shit. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> In response to the attack, Fury reactivates the Avengers initiative, uh, which we learned about a little bit. Uh, him trying to put together team. Uh, Agent Natasha Romanoff, uh is uh, she she gets a little scene, uh, her introduction scene where she's in a warehouse. Oh, and yeah. there's just Russian guys being like, you're a piece of shit. And yeah. then she just kicks the shit out of all of them. Yeah. Pretty yeah. famous, famously kind of memed scene is that is the moment in which she seemingly knocks a guy out by whipping her hair and hitting oh, him with it. Dang. Oh, we all want a piece of that. Dang. Now, okay. we could do a little mini version of is this medically possible hey Maisie is it possible to knock a grown man out by just kind of smacking him with your hair uh unless you have one of those like Pantene Pro-V commercial models (laughs) that has some really like lovely thick hair that's gonna be a no for me I think maybe the, the, the torque maybe I don't know if your hair is long enough and it has enough force yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Moving uh, on. Agent Rita- or Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson heads to Kolkata to recruit Dr. Bruce Banner. Newly minted Ray N- Romano. Newly minted Ray Romano. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo uh, makes his debut as Bruce Banner, aka the Hulk, uh, to trace the Tesseract through its gamma radiation emissions. Uh, thoughts on uh, the Rough Burger? That's uh, not a good nickname. <laughs> Thoughts on the rough Ruffalo on, on Buffalo Ranch on Buffalo on Ruffalo <laughs> Ranch Hulk. I really liked it. First of all, he shows up as kind of this like bumbling closer, too big, like kind of ex husband, like you kids want to get some Chinese food for dinner <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and he's like very, uh, 
he's clean and put together and like i'm i believe a little bit more that he's like a, a smarty pants scientist and then like the first, edward norton then in then edward norton in this it's just hard with thinking about edward norton as the hulk it's hard to imagine him doing fucking doing any of it like yeah. doing any of this and being likable and wanting to root yeah. for him and i think mark ruffalo also ha just like has He's a little bit rougher around the edges. Edward Norton's kind of a bit of a pretty boy. And Mark Ruffalo well, also is just like a little bit of a bigger dude, I feel. And like, I believe oh, it. That's just a very, that's a very interesting. I always think of Edward Norton as kind of a, the rough around the edges person. That's interesting. That's no, this is, let's explore this. What, what I see, I see maybe not rough around the edges, but more just like, I'm an asshole. Like I, I, <laughs> Edward Norton, I see as like an I'm an asshole kind of guy, like one of those guys where their personality is partially, oh, I'm just a, I'm just an asshole. Yeah. And Ruffalo, I always saw as sort of soft. He's very political. He's very, he has, uh, he seems to care a lot. And so I, I thought that there's a softness to Ruffalo where the hardened kind of assholeish nature of Edward Norton makes you not really like Bruce Banner. So okay, so that's okay. a good point. But when I think about like, uh, like like jerky personality is not mutually exclusive with being like a oh, pretty sure. boy, yes, right? Absolutely. So then I think of like Scott Disick. I don't know. Are you familiar with the Kardashian family? <laughs> I know Scott Disick. Yes. Yeah, he's like a pretty boy, but also a douchebag. But yes. then I think that okay, so I feel like Edward Norton is pretty boy douchebag. I don't think of him as like. Okay, I do what you're. I do see what you're saying with like Mark Ruffalo being like a little bit more of like a soft dude, but uh -huh. I also just believe that he's becoming the Hulk more than I believe that Edward Norton becomes. The Hulk. Oh, hundred percent, and that could that's yeah, Hulk that's, Hulk hundred percent. That's that's Hulk hundred percent true, it, and <laughs> it, yeah, I, I think that that also has to do with the writing. I mean, bluntly, we we've we talked about we got a whole episode about how that Hulk movie just kind of sucks. Oh, sucked ass. I, I think that this just that one of the big things that got praised when this movie came out is they're like, okay, we finally got a good Hulk. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Like the Hulk was done very well in this movie, I thought. And a lot of that has to do with Ruffalo and Ruffalo's performance, too. Yeah, I agree. And I think that during the last Hulk uh, or the Incredible Hulk, I had a lot of like psh, psh, dumb moments. Whereas in this movie, I was like, oh, yeah, uh huh. I believe it. Moments. Uh okay, so uh Natasha Romanoff goes to get it. Black Widow goes and retrieves him from Kolkata. Uh they trick him into coming in, into a house so that she can talk to him and she's like, Oh, everything's cool. And then he's like, I'm gonna pretend to be mad <laughs> to yeah, scare yeah. the scare the shit out of you, which is I don't know, it's kind of mean. And he literally is like, That was mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't I still don't really have it down to a science. I know it's not medically possible, but I still don't really get what like the the catalyst moment is for him turning into the Hulk. Because oh like, he no, turns it's unclear. Yeah, it is unclear. It's unclear. And I uh, think that they, that in this movie they do do like a well when he doesn't wanna, 
and you know you can't he can't do anything and when yeah. he wants to he can aim himself directly at the bad guys and only fight the bad guys and listen and to the then, good guys and, and yeah. then i'm like i'm gonna hold you accountable to your word here pal because he's like it only <laughs> happens when i'm mad and then at the like later on in the movie he's like i'm always mad and then i'm like you're supposed to always be the hulk then pal <laughs> that's not I how this, keep up <laughs> it's not how this fucking works that is a good point about like if he's supposed to be angry I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's just he's gotten a bit more control over it as he comes to understand it a little better. I don't turns know, but I'm, Mark I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nick Fury approaches Steve Rogers, uh, asking him to retrieve the Tesseract. We get a nice, a nice. Uh, uh, what do we get? Him a nice what? Punching a, oh, punching yeah. <laughs> punching a bag and we get to Real see his booty. Nice and it's just bang, bang, bang. We get to see the booty. He's you got a great butt. He does have a great butt and they, you know, they highlight it here. You know, one thing can be said about Joss Whedon and how much of a f disgusting pervert he is. He <laughs> is a disgusting pervert for the ladies too. Oh yeah, we, get, we <laughs> see a lot of lady butts in this. We see a lot lady of butts Steve Rogers this, butts. Mm -hmm. Talk about yeah. rough around the edges. These are soft around the edges butts. <laughs> Talking about soft around the edges. No edges, only butt. Uh, and Agent Phil Coulson visits Tony Stark to have him check uh, Dr. Selvig's research. We got Pepper Potts in this movie for one scene. She's they, here. They kind of live a life now or She's whatever. always barefoot and like always yep. in like fun, fun, like fearless clothing. And I'm like, exactly. Mm, I don't know. Uh, Loki goes to. Wait, can we pause real quick? So we okay, said sure. there's one little line about how Phil Coulson is dating a cellist from Portland, yeah. and they mm -hmm. reference it ten million more times. They do. I mean, it's it's very it's it's Joss Whedon wrote this movie. Joss Whedon, his dialogue is just all very quippy, jokey, and that becomes the tone for a lot of these movies, which is a good and a bad thing in some respects. But yeah, they really. <laughs> I think it's a pretty blunt and you know spoilers. Uh, a pretty blunt way of being like, this is a faceless agent who has been in these movies. We need right. to give him some level of humanity and funness before we stab him through the back. And, and the then even and when he does get stabbed through the back, he has a little quip right before he actually dies. Exactly. See, we understand that's what these movies are all about. Okay. Loki is in Stuttgart, Germany, where Barton steals the iridium needed to stabilize the Tesseract's power. Uh, so we get a scene where Loki is at like an opera. They have like operatic music playing and he uses a device to steal a guy's eye uh, so that he can get into a iridium place. So I guess, you know, now we'll 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 we'll, we'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, Maisie. What? What's iridium? <laughs> what is iridium? Uh, How can it stabilize the power of the Tesseract? What do we got? What do we got? Uh, Master, Master of Science, amazing. Here's my thing. So we were be we were able to do some of this medical stuff earlier on with these movies, but now it's just like dumb little like, yep, iridium's a real element on the periodic table. Like I kind of feel like uh Joss Weed is that name Joss? Josh? Joss. 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 Like Ooh, covered I his know, eyes even... and was like and then it was just iridium <laughs> atomic number 77 so it's is it, so does it does it have any <laughs> i don't even know how to frame this question because it's like does it have any uh abilities to you know stabilize intergalactic cubes yeah no i honestly i don't know 
sure. It's in the same, like, uh, it's in the same, uh, what is it, group as, like, cobalt and rhodium. Rhodi. And I think about cobalt, <laughs> I think it usually has, like, a two-plus charge on it. Uh, I don't know. Can we, uh, can we, can we, can we move this on? Question? Can we move <laughs> sure. on? I feel like it's spelling B. I don't know the origin of this word. Uh, okay, we'll just move on. Uh, but you know what? You know what I will say? Sure. This this as while we're on the the topic of periodic tables, at one point in this part of the movie, Iron Man is like fixing something underwater, and I was yes. like, okay, so iron notoriously rusts. What are you doing down there, pal? And well, then I remembered <laughs> that it's a gold titanium alloy. Okay, so. there you go. See, this, I, this movie, you were about to have your little wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> moment. Wait, hey, Wait a second. Hey, wait a second. Iron doesn't do good under the water. Uh, but he did. He also did. Um, this is kind of science thing. Tony uh, uses the arc reactor technology to make his building completely self-sustainable. Um, good for him. And good for him. <laughs> what a, uh, we we get an ethical billionaire. We love an ethical billionaire. Love to see it. You just love to see it. It just still does say just straight up Stark on the side of the building, though. Hundred percent. That's the, the little... little much. Yeah. He, he uh yeah. So we in this scene where Loki steals the eye, we also get. I think this is a pretty good Loki scene where he's sort of standing over that crowd. Yeah. And he gets his little evil man speech. Yeah. Very Shakespearean. Mm -hmm. And you also get a little, I, I think a, a nice little elderly man from Germany who lived through the Nazis probably. Yeah. Was like, I will not kneel. Uh, there are always men like you. You are not special fucking kill me buddy <laughs> yeah and i will take this eyeball with me and who comes to save the day but steve rogers natasha romanoff and then later ending the fight tony stark tony tony so we get a little we get rogers meeting stark to captain america meeting iron man the the big two from marvel going face to face immediately quipping with each other tony being a dickhead being like you're old <laughs> <laughs> You know what I did miss from this movie was a little so when they're getting together as the Avengers, like a little montage of everyone like lifting weights and getting like really <laughs> like ready to fight. But I also was kind of missing the like Steve Rogers is like a, a new, you know, like 2012 man and like tries to tries to use an iPod or something to, to yeah. like learn how about modern times he gets the, you know they, I mean? they, they get the slightest bit of that in the next captain america movie but it is it's really they, they don't do the whole do justice to like this guy has been asleep for 70 years yeah 1945 like i am sorry that he he would not immediately be like okay i understand uh, yes, yeah, I'll get like the, yes, I'll get in this little... jet. I'll get in this jet helicarrier thing. I'll get in this, uh, you know. Well, he does have that thing where he, he gives, uh, he gets, he's like, I don't think anyone can surprise, anything can surprise me. And Nick Fury's like, 10 bucks says I could surprise oh, yeah. you. And then later in the movie, he gives, he's like, they get in the helicarrier. And he's also, like, wait okay. a second. Hey, wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on. 10 bucks is a lot of money back then. That box is like giving. It that's like giving someone two thousand dollars. Yeah, they they should have had a line where it was just like, 
10 bucks says you that i'll surprise you. and he's like, 10 bucks dude yeah that's that's season what tickets. Am I trying to buy a house that's like season tickets to the brooklyn dodgers season tickets baby um what else is that? so i was kind of missing like a little moment of steve rogers learning about like I don't know, walking into a nice like Nike store in Times Square, like what is all this? You know, there what I was, mean? and this this is uh, uh, there was a deleted scene that I've seen uh, that was supposed to be in the early part of the film, which is Steve Rogers is just out at a cafe in Times Square. You know that waitress that they kept highlighting towards the end of the movie, yes, like lingering on. She had I'm... a little miniature scene with Steve Rogers where she like flirts with him, and then Stan Lee was in that scene. Uh, in the deleted scene, it was just like, you should ask her out, buddy. She's interested. <laughs> and he's just like, no, I don't, I don't know. I got a girl. Or, you know, yeah. just yeah. Peggy, kind of sad about Peggy stuff. Babs. Uh, but they, they, yeah, Babs. Uh, no Babs love in this film. Uh, bye, Babs. <laughs> bye, bye, Babs. Uh, <laughs> so they capture Loki, and Loki is being escorted to S.H.I.E.L.D. His adoptive brother, Thor, arrives and frees him, hoping to convince him to abandon his plan and return to Asgard. Stark and Rogers intervene, and Loki is taken to S.H.I.E.L.D.'s flying aircraft carrier, the helicarrier, where he, the helicarrier, where he is imprisoned. So Thor, we got Thor in this movie. We get a we get a real throwaway line about how you know how at the end of Thor he very dramatically destroys the only way that he can get back to Earth. Yes, I do uh, know and that. And they just have a, they just have a line in here that's just like ah, father must have conjured a lot of magic to yeah. send you here. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. And also, uh, also a funny throwaway line is this is what Tony Stark says to Thor and Loki. Does Dust Mother know that? thou art wearing her drapes or something and i was yeah. like oh that's yeah. that's a little phobic i think a little shakespearean phobic? a little shakespeare phobic no like it's Norse shakespearean Norse but a little bit like what are you saying it's bad because he's wearing a kilt do you know what i mean no, I, I think it's more yeah oh yeah it's definitely oh yeah now that i think about it i, I think it was more more uh shakespeare you look weird yeah. shakespeare i'm iron man here is my little fucking joke <laughs> yeah yeah he's got a lot of those little like swipes in this i feel oh also something about uh steve rogers is when the the one reference that he understands is when tony stark is like uh he's got uh loki's got his little flying monkeys flying around and 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 what's his face captain america's like i got that one and i was like yes you do because the wizard of eyes came out in 1939 or whatever so he was around you know so I mean? they do have some semblance of recognition that he is a man out of time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a fun little fight. I, we got a fun little fight between Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America in the woods. Pretty big, ooh, like, ooh, comic book fans moment yes. when what would what would hit harder if Thor's hammer hit Captain America's shield? Oh, yeah. And what would happen was the woods would explode. Yeah. It was great. I I actually here's a funny thing about this movie is that I forgot to pause it to call the ending because I was like so like in amazed by it. Having a so good I, time. Like, it's... I didn't even like think to do that because I was so involved. Hell yeah! So everyone gets on the hell of character, uh, and the Avengers become divided over how to approach Loki, and as long as well as the revelation that Shield is planning to harness the Tesseract to develop nuclear weapons as a deterrent against hostile extraterrestrials. So we get Quite. that mo 
that moment in every you know hero movie where the heroes are fighting and stop fighting you guys but it is quite a bit of an ethical dilemma absolutely yeah because you're like what (laughs) you're you it's one where you understand all the sides of it you know yeah yeah oh also just based off of something you said a second ago about the fight in the woods the uh the four of them is like a big game of of uh strength rock paper scissors it's like who beats who who beats what and then anyone at any given time whatever the plot needs yeah and i'm here for it hell yeah as they argue loki's other possessed agents attack the helicac carrier and the stress okay so we get a reasoning from the wikipedia article the stress causes banner to transform into the hulk so we get hulk transformation this was this was great i thought this scene was really effective yeah really really spooky scary like holy shit what if the fucking hulk was just in a (laughs) rampaging through a sky something that is in the sky that is enormous that will come careening down to earth if he just gets a little out of I was eating it up like Cheerios and Milkman. I just like, I loved it. And I also love that when the Hulk yells, you can hear that it is kind of Mark Ruffalo. And he does kind of sound like Ray Romano. <laughs> oh, Deborah! <laughs> the neighbors are having a barbecue. <laughs> I just want that now. Ray Romano to play the Hulk. Oh, it's too late. He's too old. It's we got too C- late. We got the CGI. We could. Why can't you make Ray Romano the Hulk? Stark and Rogers work to restart the damaged engine, and Thor attempts to stop the Hulk's rampage. So, uh, funny little thing that people were talking about when this movie came out is you get to see all the action in the world, like a twenty-minute scene of Iron Man and Captain America fixing an engine. Yeah. And also, this probably brings me to my to my favorite segment that we do, at, is, which is called Movies This Reminds Maisie Of, where... <laughs> How did this remind you of The Grinch? Uh, well, okay, so it's the Emperor's New Groove, but <laughs> when, when, when Yzma's like, Kronk, pull the lever, and then Kronk pulls the wrong lever, and she's like, wrong lever! Okay, proceed. I just had to say it. I have a few more of those speckled throughout throughout the rest of the plot. Can't wait. So. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. So also, okay, since you said the Grinch, I'll just say this. So when the, <laughs> when the Hulk turns into, I mean, when when the Hulk turns into the Grinch, no, when uh, Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk and, and when Martha May Huvier and the Grinch is just like the muscles. That's, so that's, that's when he turns into the Hulk. He's yeah. There's some niche content for, for some our niche, listeners. There you go. <laughs> I do think it would be really funny to do an edit of the scene where Mark Ruffalo is turning into the Hulk, and she's just like Black Widow's kind of stalking through the underground areas, just like fucking scared. I'm fucking scared. I'm fucking scared. And then she just looks up, and it's the Grinch. <laughs> You're the 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 Grinch. The Grinch. <laughs> Great. This has been great. Uh, <laughs> great. I'm having a good time. We're having a good time. Uh, Romanoff knocks Barton unconscious, breaking Loki's mind control. We love that. We love that. For, no, uh... no, we hate that. You know why? <laughs> this is why <laughs> I have. This is my main thing about this whole like hypnotizing thing that that Loki does to these people. 
the only thing that you have to do is knock someone out to get them. Yes. That, se that seems like a pretty, like, what about like true love's first kiss or something like that? <laughs> Yeah, the, this would have been way better received uh, as a film and way less sexist, I think, if the way that she got Cockeye to stop fighting was if she just gave him a big old schmooch. Yeah, and it's the same. It's even weirder when you think of Dr. Selvig and Scar Joe yeah. making oh, out. Oh. <laughs> Iron Man's just flying up, like, we gotta close the portal. And it's just, <laughs> she's just Them making out with playing, Selvig. Playing tonsil hockey with Stellan Skarsgård. Stellar skateboard. Loki escapes after killing Coulson, and Fury uses Coulson's death to motivate the Avengers into working as a team. So this kind of speeds through a lot of different stuff. There was a scene with Black Widow and Loki. Um, we had a we had we had Loki knocking Thor uh, in the Hulk cage down, yeah. in, uh, careening into the earth. We have the Hulk jumping off onto a fighter plane, <laughs> and, and then, then the showing plane. up butt ass naked in some warehouse in Brooklyn. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nice... Sorry, <laughs> sorry, son, you've got a condition. The but the best part of this movie, the the what do I call it? God, national treasure. Uh. The national treasure of this movie is the owner yeah. of the warehouse is like, you scared the shit out of some pigeons, though. Like, you didn't <laughs> hurt anybody. <laughs> That's uh, Harry Dean Stanton, isn't it? Yeah, Harry Dean Stanton, uh, who's in a bunch of movies. He's in, like, Green Mile, uh, uh, Pretty in Pink, the Godfather movies, Cool wow. Hand Luke. He's just like a, yeah, he's like a very well-known actor that just does this little cameo where he's just like a janitor and he's just like hey son are you're you naked. an alien <laughs> you, you're an alien I right saw the whole thing it came all green and book ass nude <laughs> <laughs> great performance we love that uh we also see colson here's the thing that i a little line that i thought you because you were over the moon about the destroyer in the Thor movie. The gun that Coulson uses, he's like, he's like, we developed this weapon after you sent the destroyer to What's Earth. the destroyer? I forget the what destroyer that is. was the big clangy monster in Thor that attacks the town that shoots lasers out of its face. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That guy. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on board. He's my favorite. So so Coulson's gun, he has a little line where he's like we made this out of the destroy. Like I don't know what it does. We haven't shot it before. Wow, I that totally went over my dying. head. I must have been yeah. drunk. I'll have to go back and watch that because I that <laughs> totally went over my head. Just shoots him through a wall. So <laughs> that's uh, so that's what it does. I can't imagine does. if I'm dying. I'm not gonna tell little fucking jokes. I'm I'm just gonna die. All right. Honestly, I will be the one that's just gonna be like just like my ex-wife, right, guys. And then you just, and then you just, just dead. like keel <laughs> and over. Like, like God damn it, Maisie. And then just like the the heart rate monitor is just like <laughs> just like my ex wife. <laughs> Time of death. <laughs> Loki uses the tesseract and wormhole generator Selvig built to open a wormhole above Stark Tower to the Chitauri fleet in space, launching his invasion. This so, was terrifying. Just yeah. like thinking about a hole in the ozone and like a whole friggin' fleet of 
alien army. This okay. Also, like the big ships that they used reminded me of the turtle from Finding Nemo. Okay. And he's like, "Coo coo kachoo." So they okay. So Run. they come riding through <laughs> <laughs> on their crushes. Uh, that was yes. that was his name. Yeah, Crush. That was his name. Crush. Crush. All right, man. Coo-coo-ca-choo, you got it all <laughs> yeah, bad, bad. Whoa, little dude. Whoa, little dude. I do that was think radical. That, I do think that Chitauri would have been a little less threatening of a force <laughs> if they just were coming out like whoa, 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 Righteous, righteous, righteous. East Australian current, man. Careening into the earth. That's actually how they got there. They didn't use a wormhole. They used the East Australian current. The the East Australian current is a wormhole through the (laughs) ocean. (laughs) The ocean (laughs) above uh, fictional New York City Stark Tower. (laughs) So this is, I mean, this is it. We get the big, uh, the big action sequence, and where the Avengers work together to start City. Roger Stark, Romanoff, Barton, Thor, and the Hulk rally in defense of New York City, and together the Avengers. Battle of the Chitauri. Uh, that is yeah. the one line that this Wikipedia article has for what I would say conservatively is 25 minutes of the movie. Well, I was going to say we've only talked about 25 minutes of the movie, and this is the last hour and 30. Is this <laughs> the last massive... hour and 30 is this enormous battle in New yeah. York City. So what do you think? I mean, what this this big battle, did you have some some favorite moments from it? Did you, there, there, there's a lot going on, but I mean, uh, uh, the big moment that everyone talks about is the the Hulk transforming scene where he's just like, now is a good time to get angry. So here's my secret cap. I'm always I'm angry. Always angry. <sighs> yeah, I, I loved a few things in this and mainly because there were a lot of like nods to other like New York City, almost like some Gotham City stuff where there's been like a attack on the city, like keeping people in the bank which is like, what is that? Like the dog day after, I don't know. Yeah. Is that what that is? And then- Dog day yeah. afternoon is about hostage situation at bank. Yeah, but also so is the Dark Knight. So maybe <laughs> maybe there's a crossover there. Speaking <laughs> of the Dark Knight, I did want to bring this up as this, when this movie came out, it was, it was in a string of movies, big time movies where the middle of the movie is the bad guy getting caught, but it was, all a part of the bad guy's plan Ooh. like that happened in the dark happened in the dark night it happened in uh skyfall the james bond movie it, it just it it was just one of those it's a trope that annoys me a little bit okay where it's just like we're we're 40 minutes into the movie and loki gets caught and you're like okay well wait a second he's gonna there's gonna be come on yeah the the only thing i i like that because it it does. I haven't seen enough movies where that happens so that when it does happen, and I have noticed this before, like uh, you look at your watch or like you're only 40 minutes in. So there's at least another like two battles or like two things left. Cause I feel like in the rule of threes, there's the first battle captures him, the second mm-hmm. and third or whatever. But, but it also just reminds me that like uh, good, good bad guys, like, and by that I mean bad guys that you like watching are like conniving and two steps ahead of you. And I always, mm-hmm. I love to hate bad guys that are like really good at being evil. 
Yeah, I mean, Lo- I think Loki's a great villain. I do think he wasn't... He was not great in the first Thor because, it, it, I don't know, I think that movie was just a little... Intro- doing a lot, had to do a lot, had to introduce a lot into this universe. Uh, but this one, he got to be kind of proper evil and proper, like, you know, giving his speaches and, 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 yeah, actually, people. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that because I, first okay. of all, hate, hated Loki's hair in this. So that is point, <laughs> point number one. But and that then, makes him evil. Yeah. He has hair that you hate. Ugh, yeah, it's very hair. like, like Snape hair. Like, that is the <laughs> trope. But also, uh, I just, like I said uh, previously, I, I have a lot easier time believing the evil aliens in space than I do believing in Loki's evil because he's just like the sad little kid who's like, oh, I never get anything that I like and life is better when you're not free and evil reigns. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, pal. Just like no, didn't okay. think he was no, that great of a villain. But I did like watching him. He's not too bad on the eyes, but a tall glass of water, that Loki guy. <laughs> I think that I'm I'm more speaking, I'm speaking from the fact that I've seen all these movies and there are going to be a lot of movies coming up where the villains are just such shrugs and just such okay. like, oh, 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 it's like, who cares? Oh, no. Um, that having a villain where there's a bit more of a reasoning behind it, a bit more of a humanity, a conflict in this, uh, room for growth, rather than I am, I am Mickey Rourke from prison and I will blow you up with my whips. Like, it's a little- <laughs> I'm uh, Mickey Rourke from Friends. Oh God. <laughs> and I'll be there for you. Cause you're there for me too, Tony Stark. Uh, uh, great moment in the movie. Great moment of the final fight. The Hulk beats Loki into submission. Great. I love that. That was the best. That was that was the best part of this whole movie. And medically yeah. possible. No, but great. <laughs> yeah, the, I mean, that's just he's just so he's just that arrogance that like yeah. I'm I you're all beneath me. And he just picks him up and just goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's like what my dog does with someone's sock. <laughs> yeah exactly he is the sock to the hulk's dog yeah it's great also so he was just like he was like puny god and then i was like that's such a better line than betty <laughs> <laughs> or hulk smash steve oh, hulk. i did like that there was like a little uh uh steve rogers goes you go up to the top. You, you're gonna be. We're gonna keep the fight on the ground. Get as many civilians as we can safe. And Hulk, smash. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. I also, uh, I think one of my favorite moments during this whole battle is uh, Steve Rogers runs into like a police officer. And he's just like, I need men in these buildings. We need to get everyone downstairs or into the subways. And, he, and then the cop, like we were talking about with the with the the Captain America movie, not having enough, like, I'm fucking New York here, yeah. buddy. <laughs> this cop is just like, why should I take any fucking directions from you, 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 you fucking you gamooch. schmuck. Mucking gamooch. And he just beats the shit out of, like, four aliens that lie, lie there. And then the guy's like, I need men in these buildings. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have what she's having. Okay, this is exactly the guy that we need to be listening to. Um, 
Okay. His his costume is stupid. I'm gonna say I was, that. I literally just wrote down on right. my notes Captain America's suit. It's so dumb. It's Captain so America's dumb. Captain America's suit is incredibly dumb looking in this movie, and it's definitely something that uh, that is recognized throughout the fandom. That for some goddamn reason, in this movie and this movie alone, he just the suit just looks so stupid. I don't so know what dumb. it is. It's just the, I think it's the head. I just think it's just the headpiece that he has. It is the head, 100%. Looks bad. And and there's no like, it just looks, it just looks stupid. And it's like a bait. It's like a lighter blue than yeah. we saw in like the last one where it was a bit more muted. And I get that you want to be more colorful. I do have a complaint that a lot of, a lot of these movies mute their colors. Like, like the like the Superman movies with Henry Cavill are just like he's not wearing blue and red. It's it's like a navy and blood. <laughs> I'm uh, like, I'm nodding my head, but I have no idea what you're no talking about talking with about. that one. No, that's fine. That's it's <laughs> fine. No, but just the idea that a lot of there's a lot of there's a fear to like make them colorful. So in yeah. this movie, they, they they do make it colorful, and he looks he looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you it's like when it's raining out and you have a hoodie on and the hoodie just clings oh. to your face. <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I would not. Yeah, not a great fit for Cap. Before we get to the end. I know mm-hmm. I usually have something to say about the casting, but we've seen a lot of these people before, save for Colby yeah. Smulders, who was also pointless in this movie. We'll get there. Let's talk about the costumes really quickly. Since sure, we're here, yeah. under yeah. my note for Captain America's suit sucks, I also have verbatim, I don't like Loki's hat. I've said it before, <laughs> and I'll say it again. It's his a horns. dumb hat. You don't and, like his and, horns? and Iron Man calls him reindeer games in this, yeah. which the, is just Iron Man- great. Iron Man goes goes full nickname all three. He calls Thor Point Break. He calls Hawkeye oh, yeah. Legolas. Legolas, He's, that yeah. was great. Um, I found that to be I uh, yeah. So hated Captain America's outfit. Thor and and Loki like everything but the headgear is okay. Even the hammer is just like a little too like party city looking for me. It's just like <laughs> it looks fake. Do you know what this I mean? This is this is a criticism that there was of this movie. Joss Whedon uh, was primarily a television director writer like he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer he did Firefly he did okay. uh, Angel I think was the name of it I think is it was that the Buffy Chris spin-off. Angel show oh it's the Chris Angel show he did yeah he wrote and directed the Chris Angel experience <laughs> I knew it uh, uh, Dollhouse is I, I think is another he's worked on he's, he's very TV and I and I do agree that this movie as as good as the CGI is in it, as 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 good as much as I do enjoy this movie, it's really flat looking and it's really TV ish, and I think that plays with the costumes. I think I think the lighting is bad in this movie. It's very it feels like a set, like a TV set a lot of the times. Hmm. The staging is just kind of like w- watching this movie over again. It becomes very clear that that it's not. It's both very cinematic and only cinematic while also feeling kind of flat in its presentation if that makes any sense i that might be a second round Maisie watches this for a second round and notices other things because i was just trying Mm -hmm. to keep up with the plot for this one but i didn't i didn't feel that way okay at all so i'm just thinking about like i guess you know what your opinion is not medically possible I'm just thinking about like when we get to something like Guardians of the Galaxy, like James Gunn, he's like a very, it's it's a similarly sort of 
out there, very CGI heavy uh, adventure, but he presents it cinematically, I think, a lot better than Joss Whedon okay. does. Yeah. Okay. Last point on the costumes. Sure. Nick Fury looks like the outfit looks like uh, Keanu Reeves' big long black coat in The Matrix, mm -hmm, but then yeah. everyone else is just like Lululemon and their butts all look great. Yeah, that like I think it's really funny that Nick Fury is wearing like this long trench coat, like his bed, and then you look at everybody else and they're just wearing like regular like button downs and suits and or army no, gear. I, I mean, like the like the women in Shield are all yeah, like uh, yeah. skin tight Catwoman suits. Joss Whedon, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if I want to wear one of those suits or just. I don't know. I want to wear one Just, of the suits. You want to wear one of the suits. You, we're, yeah. we're both mad that it's kind of leering and and maybe a little gross, but also yeah. it looks kind of, Colby Smulders looks, they looks look comfy, look comfy and hot in this film. Okay, yeah, also there are a few shots where you just like the most of the, the picture or most of the screen was taken up by ScarJo's butt. Mm -hmm, I was yeah. like, this is, he, what, this is what Kala Joe sees every morning. <laughs> It's because she sleeps uh, opposite side bed for him, so he wakes she up, opens with her his eyes, butt on she sees with her butt face. on the pillow. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Colin, two beautiful <laughs> idiots. All right, Romanoff makes her way to the generator where Selvig, freed from Loki's mind control after, after, <laughs> after make out hit in the head after getting hit in the head, tonsil hockey with ScarJo. That's actually what's written in the script. That's how it's, it's like. That's the stage they're direction. Like, they're like Joss. All right, you're 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 a disgusting man. We're not doing this. <laughs> okay, fine. He hits his head. <laughs> man, I'm a I'm a fucking piss boy. This is my Joss Whedon impression. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joss Whedon. I need you. I, in order to frame this perfectly, I'm gonna need you to stand with your asshole right up to the camera. <sighs> Scarlet, where are you? Scarlet, get your asshole over here. I'm the greatest feminist <laughs> author in all of television history. <laughs> I'm Joss Whedon. Okay. <laughs> Josh Whedon loves his wormholes. Okay, let's go. Oh, show me your wormhole. Okay, I'm, I need to stop. <laughs> I will do it for an hour. I will. You know I will. I must stop. Uh, reveals that Loki's scepter can shut down the generator. Fury's superiors from the World Security Council attempt to end the invasion by launching a nuclear missile at Midtown Manhattan. I still, to this day, am just like, whoa. Yeah, that went from zero to 60. Really? Do you yeah. really think that if we lose Manhattan and just Manhattan to, like, aliens, that we wouldn't be able to, like, we need to nuclear... Oh, God, that's just... Also, I don't know. it's Manhattan. I, I guess that's... It's the center of the universe, baby. You don't want to do that. You don't want to mess with things. You just got to doink it up. Uh, doink I, it up, baby. I don't think a nuclear <laughs> strike has ever been referred to in history as doinking it up. Okay. <laughs> I am a trailblazer for podcasts. This Okay, this scene, very phallic, it feels to me. I just, like, it's men establishing their dominance with their, with their toys. With their rocket toys, yes. Yeah. There was one. There was one lady on the on the uh, Shadow Council, <laughs> fucking terrifying Screen Council that Nick Fury. Nick Fury. I do want to say two great Nick Fury moments, uh, right back to back with each other when they order the nuclear strike, and he's just like, "I recognize that that's your decision, but given that it's a stupid ass decision, yeah, yeah, I've decided yeah. to ignore it." <laughs> 
and then also they get a they get a they get a, a plane taken off and he just runs out with a fucking yeah. rocket launcher and just yeah. just douches it. And my question is, I'm I don't know a ton about nuclear bombs. We are gonna get into it in, in just a minute about nuclear bombs, but if you shoot a plane that is carrying a nuclear missile and you sh- and you shoot it with a rocket launcher, would that not detonate the nuclear missile? I think you're onto something there, too. That's a, I think it's a bold move by Nick Fury <laughs> to be like, this plane carrying a nuclear missile is about to go take off. My best bet to stop it is to blow it up, potentially yeah. murdering everyone on this helicarrier. Yeah. That you think you got a real, do, that's a, you got a good point there, pal. And then all, and then also the second one takes off and he just has a pistol. He's shooting. Yeah, it's like, okay, I don't know if that yeah. was gonna help. All right. Also, uh, just really quickly because I I forgot about this moment and I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah. When uh, Tony Stark is like looking at all the monitors that Nick Fury usually looks at and is like, how does he do this? And someone's like, he turns his face because he's got an eye patch. It's, I just thought it was so silly and so <laughs> ableist that sounds Tony Stark ex- sounds that. exhausting. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> billionaire assholes <laughs> uh so stark intercepts the missile missile and takes it through the wormhole towards the chitari fleet the missile detonates destroying the chitari mothership and disabling their forces on earth the old trope of if you blow up the big battery all the robots will die or whatever you love to see it but i'm gonna stop you right there i'm gonna call a foul on the play because foul on the play foul on I'm the call- play does that mean it's time it is our, time. Our, our favorite segment. Medically possible, physically possible, scientifically possible. Is it scientifically possible? What are we going with? Are we going with that? Or are we going with? Sure, that else? works. Yeah, okay. I mean, that works. It's gonna it's gonna change every time because this is. Oh. Okay, riddle me this. Can't wait till we get to Doctor Strange. You're gonna fucking hate that movie. Okay, Doctor go on. Strange Love is a doctor. Doctor, yep. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, atomic bombs in space. What do you do? Space is a vacuum. Does an atomic bomb blow up? Yada bada bing bada boo. Just like my ex-wife. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yada bada bing bada boom. I, that's like yada, some bada, bing. Fred, bada, Fred, Flinst, Fred Flintstone from Queens. Superheroes in New York, give me a break. Our uh, Stanley cameo, one. that was great. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, I think technically they, uh, I think they would still like explode, but it wouldn't, uh, there's not gonna be like that big blast of of like what you see in like a mushroom mushroom cloud when otherwise yeah. like an atomic bomb would go off. Uh, oxygen, like within there's the no atmosphere. oxygen in the space, yeah. And there, I think there would still be like destruction do you right? need oxygen for a, an atomic bomb to go off? Um, <laughs> so it's the basis of an atomic bomb is what? Atomic fission? Fission, yes. These, yeah. these are words. These are words that I know. And I don't, I mean, like, uh, uh, my brain just kind of short-circuited and just, like, I gotta, I gotta go to the power box and turn that back on. What's it called okay. in your house when your power goes out? Oh, the circuit breaker. Has that ever happened to you when your brain's just like, I'm not working today? Yep. 
Uh, it's Anyways. most days, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So uh, I don't think you'd see that big atomic bomb explosion in space like they showed in this movie. But that's just mm -hmm. me being like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like supposed to be the big moment where it's just like we beat the bad guys. The bad guys have been defeated because of the teamwork of the Avengers. And you're just like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's Wingardium Leviosa. I'm sorry. That doesn't make any sense. No, it's you're being you're being Hermione, being you're Hermione, Hermione in your way. I'm on my way. The missile detonates, destroying the Shatari mothership and disabling the forces on Earth. Stark's suit loses power and he goes into a free fall, but the Hulk saves him, catches him on the way down and then yells to wake him up. Is that a... So, okay, here's a here's a medical question. <laughs> Lay it on me, a lot of times, A lot of times when someone's passed out, when someone maybe isn't breathing, they don't have a heartbeat, you're going to want to use CPR, you're going to want to use a yeah. defibrillator. Medically speaking, is uh, a loud enough noise, i.e. the Hulk screaming, is that enough to jog someone back into consciousness? It, it worked with my ex-wife. Oh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> no, like, Sorry. but genuinely, is there is there like an auditory uh, kind of restoration? Like, I feel like it's it's you you got to get the breath going, you got to get the heart going. That's that's the basis for life. I don't know that it, someone screaming is like, oh, I mean, it wakes you up if you're just if he was just asleep. Maybe, yeah, I don't think it, but... I, I, I'm less inclined to think that it's some sort of auditory processing, but more inclined to think that if there was like, if it was uh, loud enough and the decibels of the sound of his voice was loud enough to, uh, uh, let me think about this. Okay, so if you so have to... are you saying like is his like like it would def be act as like a defibrillator? Not de defibrillator, no, but okay. Like so a... a defibrillator works by like establishing a current. I think through like the two pads that you place on someone and it establishes mm -hmm. a current to try to like jacks, not jack start. What's the right word? Jump start. Yeah, jacks, uh. jump. No, no, it's jack start. Jack start. Damn glad to meet you. Uh... <laughs> jack start sounds like a Marvel character. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Tony, Stark and... And <laughs> Tony Hawk and jack start in <laughs> Captain Skateboard. Press play, baby. Uh, okay, so let's see. If you're establishing a current, that means that you have like a flow of electrons. Yeah, I'm going to say Noah for this one with the yelling at him. <laughs> I don't want to think too hard about it, though. So it's entirely possible. I'm just going to believe that he um, just fell asleep normal. Yeah. And then just and was falling was to earth and, then, and his heart was still beating. And so yeah. he was just taking a little nap. And then the Hulk was like, ah, wake up. Well, it's also an, no it's, it's an interesting like thing to bring up because the whole reason Tony Stark is alive is because he's got that magnet, that electromagnet uh, mm -hmm. holding that piece of shrapnel in place. Yes. So I'd be intrigued to see if magnets work in space. I do don't... magnets work in space? Do they? Does a, vac wanna... does a vacuum of space destroy magnetism? That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I, I don't have any reason to believe that it... Uh, wouldn't work but then it's also like it's supposed to be establishing poles and poles like nece ne like necessarily also like, and his suit does turn off you know oh yeah no yeah so yeah okay yes that's oh yeah that's probably exactly why i just i didn't even think about that yeah because also uh it it keeps him from um loki getting to his heart 
ripping his heartstrings out. Exactly. Yeah, he tries to turn him into. He's just like kink. Oh well, performance issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, masculinity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they win. They win. They get a. They get a little moment where they pose in front of Loki, and he's like, "If it's okay with you, I'll take that drink now." Mm -hmm. Yeah, charming, Good. charming villain. In the aftermath, Thor returns with Loki and the Tesseract to Asgard, where Loki will face their justice. Nick Fury talks to the Council about how the Avengers are kind of allowed to be independent. And then we get a cute, clever little shot where throughout the battle, the giant letters on Tony Stark's tower have fallen off. And the only one left is an A for Avengers. For all of them. And we got a little flourish. We got our Avengers theme. Did you catch uh, the th our theme song? Yeah. Uh, which is sort of based on the Avengers theme slightly. Uh, shout out Brian Parmalee uh, for making that for us. Yeah, you get That's the beginning of the Avengers theme. So you yeah. got to catch it in there a couple times. In uh, the mid-credit scene, so we got a mid-credit scene and a post-credit scene in this film. The post-credit scene, the post-credit scene, fun fact, was filmed like six weeks before release. Oh. So they filmed and made the whole movie, and then they were like, I have an idea for a fun little thing to tag on the end. Uh, the reason why the whole scene, Captain America is covering his mouth, is because Chris Evans had a full beard for, I, I believe he was filming the, the movie Snowpiercer. And so he what had What movie a, is that? I've never heard of that movie. Uh, Snowpiercer is a movie from Bong Joon-ho, who directed Parasite. Um, oh, okay. And this was, uh, I don't know if it was his first English language film, but it's just about a train in the apocalypse. Uh, um, there's a train, the world is destroyed by climate change. There's a train that goes around the whole world. It's how humans survive. And it's just a big allegory for class. We're like the back of the train. Uh, is it a good movie? I would say it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's okay. a little heavy handed um, with its metaphors, but it is, it's a quality watch. I would definitely recommend it. So we got that shawarma scene. And I fun fact scene. about me is that I worked at a shawarma restaurant for a full All summer right. before going to college. And fun fact about shawarma, uh, Google <laughs> searches and sales for shawarma went up like 600% after this That's movie great. came out. That's which good is stuff. great for New York shawarma places. Absolutely. Shawarma. Uh, but the mid credit scene of this film, uh, it's the other, the Chitauri leader, confers with his master about the failed attack on earth he says uh to go against them is to court death and a figure with a rippled chin a purple figure with a rippled chin turns and smiles at the camera is that uh, theranos do you know who that is that's theranos uh no theranos is uh the 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 medical company that... oh my god that's elizabeth holmes <laughs> that's thanos. elizabeth holmes thanos yes okay. that was that is thanos uh so this was huge when it happened i remember i'm i was i was aware of thanos but i didn't really i wasn't a marvel comics reader growing up so i wasn't like super knowledgeable about him but when he showed up in that end credit scene midnight at times square there were some people going, water on fire, oh my God, water fire. Big moment. Oh, wait, wait, what were they like? They were like, water on fire, <laughs> water fire. 
Wait, I have a question. Sure. Did you did you know to stay for the post post credit scene, or did yes. you? Okay, so you you saw double whammy both all th three times. I saw double. I didn't stay for the shawarma scene after the after, <laughs> like the, the second. No, so you guys gotta it. stay for the shawarma scene. You gotta stay. It's eight seconds of your favorite heroes chewing. It's honestly like very uh, Seinfeld to me. I love it. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah, it was a cute little thing. But yeah, that's the Avengers. I mean, that is um, that's the Avengers. So Maisie. What we what like uh are you in it? Are we in it now? Are we a fan? I I really liked this movie, especially compared to last time when I said that Captain America was my favorite so far. Like yeah. Captain America almost feels boring compared to this one. Like this Absolutely, one was yeah. great. I really liked yeah. it and I also I mean I have a list of things I liked and things I didn't like, and then then I have a game that we should play afterwards. Great, let's go for it. Okay. Things you so liked. Things I liked, I was entertained the whole time and didn't want to stop to uh, guess the plot, which is usually something that I do. I also liked that there wasn't too much like mushy gushy, like lovey dovey stuff in this one. I mean, like there was like a very minor stuff between Gwenny P and Tony Hawk and there was Tony Stark and um, there was like some stuff between Black Widow and Hawkeye, but I thought it like wasn't too much, which was kind of nice. It it also felt more um the Hawkeye and the Black Widow stuff, it felt way more like we're old friends. Like we're like this is a almost familial sort of relationship. Yeah. Uh so that's always appreciated. I mean it was definitely when you when when the basis when the emotional basis for all the movies we've seen so far are woman loves superhero man. Yeah. It's kind of good to to toss that aside and just tell a yeah, and it didn't story. feel like forced or anything. And I also didn't feel like the movie was like missing a real love story or anything like that. So that that felt good and, and new and fresh. It was good. Acknowledge it. It's like they don't ever talk about Betty again <laughs> in any of these movies. And uh, they gave one line for Thor just to be like, is Natalie Portman safe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, she's in some fucking bunker or whatever. <laughs> like yeah. she didn't want to be in this movie. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's what I liked. And I mean, overall, just like really enjoyed the movie. What I didn't like was uh, I did not like Loki's hat. I think they should go back to the drawing board on that. <laughs> didn't like Captain America's outfit. And I thought I've mentioned this. I really thought that Kobe Smulders was in there. It was just like so pointless. And I was like, yeah. why is she even here? Because everything that she said could have been done by Coulson. Yeah, I think it's she's a comic book character, Maria Hill, as as like Nick Fury's right hand person. Right eye. Ah! Okay. He's got he's got one eye. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't have much, much. I don't have a defense for that other than it's a comic book character. She's Nick Fury's, you know, second in command person they were gonna kill Coulson. So yeah. you need to introduce another person. Yeah. She gets some more time. She'll be in a couple more of these movies. Oh, God damn. Okay. Uh, I, she, I don't know that I'll say that she uh, increases in usefulness, but she's always standing next to Samuel L. Jackson. And... Great. I hope he can see her standing there. That, don't, <laughs> I'm, don't say that, Maisie. Um, uh, another thing I... Two more things I didn't like. I don't know why... Tony Stark drives such a 
a sensible Acura at the end. I'm like, I kind of wanted to drive like a nice like Ferrari, like FE for Iron Man or something. I mean, I get okay. they probably want to drive Tesla, whatever, but like it was dumb that I noticed that it was an Acura. I hated. I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your mind here, and I'm gonna say the reason he's driving an Acura, driving an Acura, is because Acura paid lots of money. Of course they did. To be in this film, to be like, you know what, you know what, this billionaire tech genius will be driving he will be driving a car that he made that's just made of the element that he invented two movies ago no he's gonna be driving an acura because he's a sensible ethical billion he got a he's driving a 94 honda civic I would see. I would have liked that. I would have. Yeah. We we had a fun little scene where, where the Incredible Hulk arrives to the Battle of New York on like a little little dinky little scooter. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like Dumb and Dumber when they get into Aspen and Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that I just didn't like, I just felt weird about it, was like in terms of inconvenient machinery archery is just up there like archery takes forever mm -hmm. like i understand that he's got some cool arrows and stuff but yeah i was like i i know i wanted him to be there i really liked watching him and his name escapes me the jeremy renner jeremy renner uh i always want to call him nathan fillion but it's not, not martin freeman not and nathan not fillion. martin Thri yeah 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 martin fillion is i liked watching him i think he's an attractive actor and i'll say that but i will say that like that's like, have you ever done archery? It takes yes. a million years to yes, do it. Yes, I have. I did archery for four years uh, when I was a child because I thought it was cool as hell. And That's I'm great. with you. It's not. It's it's not ideal. I will. It is kind of funny that like there was a there was a moment in the movie where it just it's like the Hulk's punching through you know buildings, climbing up on him, throwing the aliens off. Thor's on the Empire State Building yeah. and he's he's using his, his thunder electricity to to generate a lot of power. And then it's just hard cut to Black Widow with two pistols. Yeah. <laughs> just going. Yeah. And I thought, it, I mean, like, it was cool that they were just like assassins and there's not much there other than like how they were trained by the government and stuff. But yeah, I did archery at summer camp. I know they what's going on. They do get on. cool shit. They do get cool shit to do. It's not a knock against them. It's just when i see iron man like blast through 18 people and then it's hard yeah. cut to scarjo with a pistol and just like shocking one at a time it's like yeah how useful yeah, are they? and then there was that moment where hawkeye literally runs out of arrows and so, yeah. And so yeah he's just like all right well i'm done like i yeah. i retire from this group i cannot and, help in terms you any of in terms of like backyard games Having archery as your like method of weaponry is like the equivalent of like establishing or setting up a croquet match in your backyard to try to kill someone. Like, hang on, let me put the let me put the wires down. Bonk, you dead oh, well, yet, pal? Well, don't worry. In Captain America: Civil War, we will be introduced to the Croquet King. Oh, uh, who okay. is a who is a Marvel hero who we uses croquet mallets to? <laughs> and then there's the dodgeballer. The the, kick the kickball master who uses energy through kickballs. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite bad guy from the Marvel movies is Badminton. <laughs> okay, we should stop. <laughs> Wait, we okay, should, last, let's end the last podcast. Thing, <laughs> the, uh, the, okay, last thing is the the really like acme size hammer that Thor uses. That's just like looks like 
it's something from a child's birthday party. I just kind of yeah. wish it was like an Ace Hardware. Just do you want to do you want to do you want to you want him just holding? Like... I want to have a tool belt. Like I want a Bob the Builder superhero, who's like telling me about the gauge sizes of nails. Who needs Mjolnir when you've got a Black and Decker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go build a deck. Okay. I'm gonna go build a deck. Um, this movie did gangbusters at the box office. It uh, broke basically all the records that existed at the time um it made 200 million dollars on its opening weekend uh that's which a lot beat of, the, that's a lot of green which beat the previous record set by harry potter and the deathly hallows by over 30 million so oh it was God. like a it wasn't just a i'm the winner and you're in second place it was i'm the winner by of what most movies make you know total wow. uh the budget for this film uh was a whopping 220 million dollars and its total box office taken was 1.5 billion dollars it is the first movie in the marvel cinematic universe to cross the billion dollar mark and it will not be the last by a long shot dang that is wild that is that's a lot of that's a lot of money it's a lot of money. You could tell why they're never going to stop making these motherfuckers. Cause yeah, because people keep... like you see them three times at Times Square. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. I'm the problem. I'm the problem. But you're a part of it now. You are in I'm the here. in the fandom. In okay, you want to play a quick game? I would love to play a quick game. So on Disney Plus, there's this new show on the Marvel section called What If, right? Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm going through and I'm I'm thinking like, what if these characters were different and whatever? But I, I realized that the main thing is I would like to see some people recast. So you want to recast? Okay, so we're doing a we're doing a Marvel recast. Okay, we're doing a Marvel recast, and I will start, and you will follow me, and we'll go back and forth until we're done with every character that we can think of. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Uh, okay, Thor and Loki, but Owen and Luke Wilson. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> uh, an Owen Wilson Thor. Are you shitting me? Yeah. You're just, are are you teeing me up right now? <laughs> I have a few more. Are you? But are you like teeing me up to just be? Oh, I'm the god of thunder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. All right, let's oh, hear it. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, I got this hammer. It's like <laughs> it, it imbues me with the powers of Odin. Uh, you know, Odin, my father. He's like he's got an eye patch. You got an eye patch too. You're Nick Fury. <laughs> Okay, Nick Fury, uh, recast as uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Oh, yeah. you're going, sh you're going short and stout. That would be. <laughs> Only got one fucking eye here. Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I got you calling me a clown? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, uh, those uh, Captain America cards, they were in Coulson's locker, not in his jacket. Yeah, who well, fucking? What am I supposed to do over here? I got a bunch of events. Yeah, come on. Wait, Fuck also, you. can you tell me about what was happening in that scene? Because I didn't really get that. Oh, he the, smeared he blood on them? the he smeared blood on the cards so that he could dramatically throw them oh. across the table and be like, "You, you, he's dead because of you because you can't okay. be teammates." When okay. it's like, I don't know, I thought they were being teammates pretty good when they saved your fucking helicarrier from yeah. falling out of the sky. Okay, so so this is kind of establishing that that Shield and Nick Fury aren't. 100% the good guys, and neither are they 100% the bad no. guys. 
No. Okay. Uh, and you, yeah, that's a astute observation that uh, will you'll get more out of for sure. Got it. Okay. Do you have another recast? Oh, um. Uh, Danny DeVito as everybody. We just <laughs> do a shot for shot remake of the Avengers with Danny DeVito as every character. What's next? What What's the next movie on the list? Next movie on the list is uh, Iron Man 3, which will be the final. Uh, this is the start of phase two. So I don't know if I, I keep mentioning phases to you. Uh, like liquid on. gas, solid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I keep talking about these phases with you, which isn't just me coming up with my own terminology. There are phases in the MCU. This We just finished phase one with uh, the Avengers, and we are now starting phase two, uh, which begins with Iron Man 3 and ends with Ant-Man before launching into phase three. Uh, and then phase four just started. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I can see you nodding. You're just, you're just politely nodding right now. You lost but, uh, me with Ant-Man. This is the end of phase one. I lost you with Ant-Man. A lot of people got, got lost yeah. with Ant-Man. Yeah, but phase two is is beginning. So the next jumping off point, we've we've established the Avengers as a heroic team, and now we're going into post Avengers. Uh, I like Iron Man three a lot. It's kind of a divisive movie in a lot of ways, uh, but we'll we'll touch on it, and it'll be great. It's the last solo Iron Man film. Okay, what does uh, divisive mean? Divisive, like a, a, some, a lot of people a like device. it, a lot of people dislike it. Oh, oh, oh. Divisive, okay. so divisive, D-I-visive. Got uh, it. Instead of D-E-visive. Uh, it is, a lot of Got people it. like it, a lot of people don't like it. I remember when it came out being kind of like, eh, on it, but I've, I've, I've rewatched it a couple times. I'm excited to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but it's good and it's fun. And it's, it's got a, it's got a thing that a lot of these movies lose by needing interconnectedness uh, where it has sort of an author's voice to it. You can tell cool. it's a Shane Black movie while still fitting into Iron Man. So we got, who do we got new in that movie? Uh, ben Kingsley is going to be making his his MCU debut with uh, where he is playing the villain. Guy Pierce is also in this. Uh, he plays the villain, the Mandarin. Guy Pierce is also in this. Rebecca Hall. A uh, bigger role for John Favreau as well, and of course the return of John Don Cheadle and Gwyneth Paltrow. Cool, sounds great. Okay, so next week, uh, Iron Man three, we're gonna drop that episode. Uh, remember to subscribe and write comments, write reviews. They're super helpful to the podcast when you do that. And yeah, uh, Maisie, any any final words on the Avengers? I liked it. Watch alongside with us. Listen to us next week. Thanks for listening to us this week and last week, assuming that you did. Goodbye. <laughs> See ya. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod. And if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624. And Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at haha timbridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>